In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Lee Flicker to get the night started. Downfield looking for Godwin. Into his hands. And guess which dogs are barking first? Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. The national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine, yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying, waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stonewalled. Welcome to the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined alongside my co-host, Jake Brom. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake, puntandpass.com the number one destination for all things college football. Well, Christmas has come and gone. I hope everybody had an awesome holiday. Now it could be what some would call the best week of the year. It's that no man's land in between Christmas and New Year, specifically this year, Jake, with Christmas and New Year's Day both falling on a Monday. I feel like I don't even know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I don't even know what month it is. And this is the first day. We're recording this on the 26th, the day after Christmas. I see a lot of football. I see a lot of prize picks. I I see a lot of food and maybe an occasional midday cocktail in my future because no emails are coming through. The phone's not ringing. This is it. Like This is where you you separate the men from the boys on on how do you wrap up the, the calendar year. No, I think you got it exactly right. It doesn't matter what day it is. Just turn the TV on. Yep. You're really not. And if, if you are working, you're really not working. You know what I mean? It's it's you're working in air quotes here. Um, just turn the TV on, grab you whatever you're sipping on and just turn on the TV because the game's going to be on. It's going to yeah. be a good game. Um, this is kind of what it all comes down to college football and just have fun and just enjoy the ride. You know, you bring up a great point. If you are working, you're in air quotes working. I've heard from both sides. You know, you see a lot of people start taking their trips. They're out for, you know, 10 days. They're going overseas. They, you know, they're doing what they usually do after Christmas. They, they ring in the new year in a special way. But then there are some others that would make the argument that you don't want to take your paid off time this week. Why? Because you can go into the office and nobody's doing anything. So they're essentially saying you get paid to kind of chill you're stepping in for everybody that do take their paid time off that are cashing in those coupons to take those holiday vacations and you're checking into work and the phone's not ringing as much not a lot of emails not a lot of very important meetings now this is just what i've heard 
but but I could pick up what people are putting down when they say this is not a bad week to clock in, be the savior over the holiday week, uh, because there's really not much stress or not much to do. So food for thought there. Food for yeah, thought. Yeah, no, I really I really like that food for thought. It's a great idea. Personally, I think I would be a lot more in that category because like you said, just come in, it's easy. Nobody's there. Maybe sneak so out a little early. Free paycheck. Maybe take a two beer lunch, you know, like, hey, I, I, I'm not saying that from experience. I'm just thinking if I were in that situation, that's maybe what I would do. Jake, you said that'd be a great idea. Another great idea to wrap up 2023 the best way possible would be to swing by Solomon Brothers. That's right. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Solomon Brothers Fine Jewelers. That's right. We know that if you went to Solomon Brothers for your holiday shopping, you, of course, were the savior of your Christmas and holiday celebrations. They've got three amazing locations. Now, of course, one in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place. One in Alpharetta, just past Diablo, and a new location just opened south of Atlanta in Peachtree City. When you head into one of those stores and you mention the Punt and Pass podcast or myself or Jake, you can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Solomon Brothers has the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds. Guaranteed. Check them out on social media at Solomon Brothers. SolomonBrothers.com. Amazing jewelry, custom designs, great watches for the guys as well. And again, if you're bouncing around, you pop in there, they've got a full bar, they've got TVs for the guys. You can watch some football. Your partner can get some shopping done. You can win, 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 win all day long at Solomon Brothers. You know who else has been winning, even though there has not been a game recently? Jake, that'd be the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, they are what some would say taking advantage of the transfer portal. They got one very big transfer. I believe this news came down on Christmas Eve. Trevor Etienne, the leading rusher from the rival Florida Gators, entered the transfer portal. It was kind of expected that him and Georgia would have a conversation when he did make it official that he entered the transfer portal. And on Christmas Eve, he commits to the University of Georgia. Etienne had 753 rushing yards and eight touchdowns just this last year. He split carries with Montreal Johnson in the Gators' backfield. He's explosive out of the backfield. He's a great threat receiving the ball. And he's also had some experience on special teams in the return game as well. So Kirby Smart going into the portal, getting a proven SEC player to step in to the running back room at Georgia. Because remember, next year, no Dejan Edwards, no Kendall Milton. Those guys are both seniors. Yeah, uh, this is awesome. This is a huge win-win uh, for the team because not only is it a win because they get a dynamic player, but they also steal a player from one of their SEC East rivals. Uh, Got to win the East before you can get to the SEC championship and move on to to bigger and better things like the standard is uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs. And I, I do. I think this is a really good football player, man. I think he's dynamic. Yeah. I think he can do it all. You know, you mentioned returning and all that good stuff. So um, I think this is going to do some great things for the Georgia offense and just kind of continue that momentum um, that they've been building on during the second half of the season. Yeah, he even had to tweet out like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure he got boatloads of hate from the Florida faithful, as you probably would come to expect. College football fans, very visceral, very tied and emotional, uh, especially for their specific schools that they're fans of. You're a Florida Gator. You go to the Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, that's crossing over to the dark side, vice oh, yeah. versa, whichever way you go. And he tweeted out like, hey, I, please respect my decision. I'm just trying to do what's best for me. I'm trying to better my own personal situation. My question is, you know, and, and I know you've been out for four years now. 
What do you think that dynamic is? I, I mean, coming from such a, a hated rival, I, I would assume that a lot of these guys maybe played high school ball against each other. Or they were recruited against one another. The recruiting game just doesn't stop. We've touched on that in years past, but just stepping into the Georgia football facility now, when you've been a really good playmaker at Florida over the past couple of years, that's got to be kind of weird, no? Yeah, um, definitely a little bit. Um, but I, I think there's so much carryover that we miss um, from an outsider of how much time they spend together as recruits yeah. going to these camps. Um, like these guys build relationships, the good players that that go around and are out and about, like they they build a, a good relationship with each other because you just you never know where you're going to end up, right? Um, and so uh, I, I think coming into the locker room, I think there'll be a certain amount of respect that's given. Yeah, of course. But there will, but there will also be a certain amount of respect that needs to be earned as well that comes through all the winter conditioning, winter workouts, and spring ball. Uh, so to speak. So I think everybody in the locker room knows he's a really good player because they, they saw him and they played against him. Um, but he's also coming to play with, with arguably the best in the country and he's going to have to to show up and, and earn uh, a starting job on the team. So do you think Del McGee and Kirby smart when they're recruiting him in the portal, they're saying you're going to step in and, and be a big time contributor day one. Uh, they're certainly not telling him you're going to be the starter but he's not walking onto campus like a freshman with no experience. I mean, even the guys in the running back room know this guy can get it done against the best defenses in the country. Yeah. So I see. To, uh, so I'm, I'm comparing it to, to NFL free agency, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, it too, like when you would go and you sign a vet, um, like you, the, the vet is for a big contract. Yeah, yeah. Like the vet's going to contribute to the team, right? And so he he's going to contribute, uh, whether or not the language, just from, from my experience, like the language that they use in recruiting uh, from Kirby, so to speak, is not, hey, you're, you're the starter, you have the starting job, but it's, hey, you're going to come and compete. Like you said, you're going to contribute to the offense uh, often and early. Um, and so I, I think he has an idea that, that he's going to be on the field a good bit, and I don't think he uh, would be coming if he didn't think himself uh, that he's going to be on the field quite a bit. Yeah, and situationally, like we just said, Dejan Edwards and Kendall Milton, they're gone. Obviously, Broderick Robinson had that bad uh, knee injury before the season, so he's going to be kind of right around that game-time decision 12 months out trying to get back for 2024. So Trevor Etienne making the switch, coming to Athens. You would think he's going to get a lot of touches for the Dogs in 2024. Another big pickup in the portal for Georgia, a position where Kirby is really focused at within the transfer portal. The Dogs get Colby Young wide receiver from the U Miami. He commits to Georgia. It's the second receiver that Kirby smart and the coaching staff at Georgia have gotten out of the transfer portal. The other is London Humphreys from Vanderbilt. Remember uh, first couple plays of the game against Vanderbilt. I believe it was like a 65 or 70 yard touchdown reception. That was London Humphreys, but Colby young from Miami the past two seasons, 939 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns for the Canes. So Kirby gets two more Proven veteran wide receivers. Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saint, he's going to be gone. Lab McConkey, he's probably maybe going to be gone. Brock Bowers, you know, everybody expects him to probably be gone as well. So there will need to be some, some fresh blood, so, some new playmakers at the skilled positions for Georgia. And you would have to think Colby Young saw that opportunity too and said, hey, I can get this done, especially with Carson Beck coming back. Yeah, no, no doubt. Having Carson there at the helm 
really changes things and does a lot uh, for receivers coming in and and gives them a lot of confidence that they're going to have the opportunity to go out and make plays and improve their draft position going forward. Um, also want to add, man, the receiver position is a position that they've really hit on and done well in the transfer portal. You yeah. know, when I was playing uh, Javon Wims and Lawrence Cager, two guys that really contributed a lot uh, to the offense. Where'd Javon uh, was come there. from? I didn't know he transferred. Yeah, uh, Javon played at a, uh, a JUCO, I believe, okay. before, before okay. uh, he got to us. So, um, I mean, like, if, without those two guys, I don't know I, what our offense looked like. Like, they were big-time playmakers for us. And then, obviously, Ra Ra and, and Dominic Lovett that came uh, out of the transfer portal uh, this past year. So, uh, man, Kirby's hitting on the receivers in the transfer portal, and they just keep showing up time and time again up on Saturdays. Javon Wims from Hens Junior College in Mississippi. Yeah. Very interesting. And who's the other one? Lawrence Cager, who I believe yeah. is still in the NFL. Yeah. he uh, He's playing tight end now uh, for the New York Giants, and Cage came from Miami. That's right. Awesome. So second yeah. receiver from Miami to transfer to Georgia with Kirby Smart as head coach. So, look, those guys again – Proven guy, 10 touchdowns in his career, been playing down there, and Tyler Van Dyke is transferring out of Miami, so he said, hey, I'm going to go look for greener pastures, and he's heading to Athens. Must be a pretty sweet feeling, like getting into the transfer portal. I'm not sure what the portal looks like, what kind of food they serve in the portal, um, how nice the receptionist is in the portal, but when a school like Georgia calls you, he's like, hey, come take a visit, that must be pretty sweet. Yeah, Any top-tier so. school, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, um, any top tier school, Texas, that'd be pretty cool. Be like, yeah, let me go see what's on the other side. Then, of course, finding the right spot for you. So, Colby Young, Trevor Etienne, London Humphreys, all transferring to the dogs. Some good, welcomed holiday news for Georgia fans as they get ready for the Orange Bowl against Florida State. Speaking of Florida State, next news that broke over the holiday. This one broke on Christmas Day, which I found to be very interesting. Florida State quarterback Tate Rodemaker in the transfer portal. He will not be suiting up for the Seminoles in the Orange Bowl. This was a real head-scratcher to me. Of course, Tate Rodemaker stepped in for Jordan Travis, finished up the last couple of games. The Seminoles won the ACC. They finished the year undefeated. Rodemaker was hurt in the ACC championship game. Third stringer, his name is, his name is escaping me right now. Blake something, I'll get it here in just a second, stepped in. Uh, and finished up that game for the Seminoles. But no more Tate Rotomaker. No Tate Rotomaker for Florida State in the Orange Bowl. They are going to be trotting out an absolute skeleton crew against Georgia. No Trey Benson, their star running back. No Johnny Wilson, their star receiver. No Tate Rotomaker. So the third stringer is going to have to play. Um, Jake, I don't even know what to think. The line has moved uh, up to 16 and a half. Reports out of Athens are saying the dogs are practicing with their hair on fire. Kirby wants to definitely make a statement. But what's Rodemaker doing? You can't play one more game. What are we even doing here? He's I, the starter. I, I mean, you're the starter for this game, an opportunity, and, and an opportunity to be the starter going into next year. Like Jordan Travis is done. His college yes. eligibility is done. He is going to the NFL. So I I don't, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm going to have to send some feelers out to my folks down in Valdosta to, to get it figured out where he's from. So I don't know. I, I'd love to know. I, I feel like he's got a pretty good gig down there um, and a good opportunity going to next year. But I, do, I think they're going to have 
to have some tryouts to fill this team and fill this roster for this bowl game. So the third string quarterback is freshman Brock Glenn. Brock Glenn threw for 55 yards against Louisville in the ACC championship game. So I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. No Trey Benson, no Johnny Wilson, no Tate Rotomaker, no Jared Verse, who's their top uh, edge rusher on the defensive line, and and more. There's more people that won't be playing. I just haven't written them all down. I, I kind of feel bad for Florida State. Is that, is, that uh, bad, is that a bad statement? I feel bad for Florida State. They should be in the uh, college football playoff. Yeah, uh, they they definitely should be. Uh, and I just I feel bad for their coach. Um, I, I you know, but I I just I feel like this could be a bloodbath early and quick, and this could just get out of hand. Um, but I, I do just want to say. Uh, you got to give Kirby some flowers and some props as well. Just the culture that he's built. Yep. Even though he's not playing in, in what they thought they should be in the college football playoff, he still has dudes that want to show up and go to work and play. So that's, that's huge as a big Testament to what they got going on there. This, this, this could, this could be a very ugly football game. Florida State tight end Jaheim Bell and defensive tackle Fabian Lovett are entering the draft. They have not clarified if they will play in the bowl game or not. I would have to guess that they will not be playing in the bowl game. Head coach Mike Norvell, quote, this is about the players that are here and the work that they put in. I'm grateful for every player that we have. Well, you better be grateful because you don't have many left, (laughs) which is absolutely insane. And to your point, Jordan Travis is moving on after the season. Mike Norvell has been reportedly pursuing Cam Ward and DJ Uyunglele in the transfer portal. He has not gotten a commitment yet from a transfer quarterback. So maybe that is the news that pushed Tate Roadmaker to get into the portal himself. But just on Christmas Day, dropping that bomb. Hey, guys, uh, I'm done. I'm going to get in the portal. Good luck in the Orange Bowl against Georgia. That is an interesting piece of news to read on Christmas Day. So 16 and a half points right now. Um, I believe the total is 44 and a half. You, you said it. You feel like it's an early get in, get out. That kind of line, though, always, you know, Kirby doesn't really squash teams when, when the line is around 17. Could a lot of young guys get some burn? We'll, we'll give that preview yeah. later on this week, okay? We will be previewing the Orange Bowl, the New Year's Six games, and, of course, the college football playoff. But right now we're just giving you news and notes. A little bit more news. Out of the transfer portal and committing is the former number one defensive tackle recruit, five-star Walter Nolan. Georgia was pursuing him. He chooses Ole Miss, and Ole Miss has been highly active in the transfer portal. So Walter Nolan, a big get for the Rebels, former five-star defensive tackle from Texas A&M. Lane Kiffin kind of pushing all of his chips into the middle of the table, Jake. He's looking at 2024 saying this could be a great year for Ole Miss to maybe – possibly fight for an SEC championship game. No more divisions next year. Top two teams go to the SEC championship. Yeah. Uh, I need to look at their schedule, man. I just, it's finally time for Kiffin to dethrone Saban. Like I, I this is a, I don't know if they, they play Alabama next year. I'll have to, to look at the schedule, but it's time. I think he's got to do it. I think it's crunch time for him. Yeah, it absolutely is crunch time. He's obviously making those moves that would certainly say, uh, this is my opportunity. This is our opportunity to knock off 
Alabama, and I don't know what their schedule looks like. I do know they play Georgia. Georgia has to go to Oxford next year. It'll be a really good game. And uh, he's obviously beefing up that defense, which they needed help with this year. Of course, Lane Kiffin knows how to scheme up some offense week in and week out. All right, let's turn our attention to bowl week. It, it is Tuesday afternoon right now. There are bowl games on for the remainder of the day. Tomorrow's schedule looks pretty good. Before we get to that, though, did you see what happened at the end of the 68 Ventures Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, before Christmas? Nice. South Alabama is singing their alma mater. So they're facing the crowd, the band. They're kind of swaying back and forth. A player from Eastern Michigan runs out of the locker room, I guess, and completely cold cocks a player from South Alabama from behind, starts an all-out brawl on the field. That guy got dragged. I don't know what he was doing, running in and swinging on somebody all by himself in the middle of 40 other guys. That was crazy. Uh, and Eastern Michigan's come out, and they've made statements, and they said, you know, we've called the president and the athletic director. We apologize. We're looking in to investigate why he would have done this. Seems like every year during bowl season, one of these fights breaks out. But this one was extremely egregious, dude. If you have not seen the video, I would tell everybody just pull up social media or go on Google, type in Eastern Michigan bowl game fight, um, and you'll be like, what the hell was that dude thinking? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Just lack of discipline. I, I mean, I don't even know what else to call it. And then t- the other thing I have, just because I've seen many a football fight uh, in practice, uh, you know, things get heated, but I, I, Drew, you can attest to this. Why, why go and fight somebody without your helmet on? Like that's, that that's the sense. most important piece of equipment you wear. If I'm getting in a fight with somebody on a football field, you best believe I'm going to be strapping, strapping up. You're tightening up that chin strap, dude. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I could not agree more. Now I obviously was a punter. So when fights would break out, I would be sitting on the heated bench on the sideline with my coat on. But, yeah, you got to protect yourself, and that's the best form of protection you have on the football field. Why you would run in to 40 guys from the opposing team and cold cock this guy and act like nothing bad is going to happen. I mean, what did he think he was going to do, knock the guy out and then run away untouched? <laughs> that was crazy. I mean, it was truly insane what this guy decided. And he didn't help on. He got dragged by those 40-plus dudes. So when I saw it, I was like, can you press charges for something like that? I don't want to sound like that kid who, you know, says my dad's a lawyer, but can you press charges for something like that? This guy's just sitting there on the field. Somebody runs 40 yards up on full sprint and just tries to knock his ass out. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if there's, I guess, a time to do that, maybe that's a, a time to say, hey, maybe I will have to pull that card. Yeah. Uh, but my, it definitely looked like his buddies had his back, and I, I think they got to probably the better end of the deal on that one. No question about it. Crazy fight. And, you know, if I had to guess, I would assume we probably have another fight coming up throughout gotcha. Bowl Mania this week. And, of course, New Year's Eve is Sunday. New Year's Day is when we get the college football playoff, uh, which I'm pretty fired up about. Before that, though, we got some pretty good action. Starting tomorrow, 5.30 p.m. in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. Now, obviously, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, they get a lot of love because they have a lot of mayonnaise-adjacent content throughout the game. Usually, the winning head coach gets dunked from a humongous tub of Dukes-Mayo, which is objectively disgusting, but it's North Carolina (laughs) against West Virginia. Drake May not playing for North Carolina. 
West Virginia is a six and a half point favorite. That's the game right there where probably cooking something for dinner. Maybe you order out. The game is on. You're watching it, but you're not really tuned in. The next game is the Holiday Bowl. In San Diego, this game's at 8 p.m. on Fox Wednesday night. Number 15, Louisville, who lost to Florida State in the ACC championship game. They're taking on USC. USC, of course, no Caleb Williams. Louisville, a seven-point favorite. And then the night game. I'm tuned in for this game. This is a really good one. The Texas Bowl, 9 p.m. ESPN. Texas A&M against 20th-ranked Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, a two-point favorite. Two pretty good teams. Former Big 12 versus Big 12 matchup. Obviously, A&M now in the SEC, but it'll be a good game. I'm fired up to watch that one. I want to see what A&M looks like. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely interested to watch this A&M-Oklahoma State game. I mean, Oklahoma State was in the Big 12 championship. Yeah. And I mean, they I got just, their ass beat, but they were in there. They did. They were there. Yeah. And I, I just feel like they got um, kind of a, a, excuse me, a, a mediocre bowl. Um, and so, Texas Bowl. Yeah, you know, like they're they're in Texas, that they're not going too far. Um, so I just I wish they were playing somebody a little bit better. Like I think the I think Louisville and Oklahoma State, in my opinion, would have been a better matchup. I would have loved to tune in for that one. I think Louisville's going to drag USC wow. with no Caleb Williams. And uh, I mean, to me, if Oklahoma State doesn't drag Texas A and M, then there would be issues. So. Just my my quick thoughts there. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Turning to Thursday, we got a top 25 matchup in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. If you've not seen the Pop-Tarts trophy, have you seen the Pop-Tarts Bowl trophy yet, Jake Fromm? No, I have not. So they have taken the trophies from years past because Pop-Tarts was not the title sponsor. I believe this was the Camping World Bowl. Uh, This game is in Orlando, Florida. They melted down the four trophies from the Camping World Bowl. They have created the Pop-Tarts Bowl trophy. There's a football on top of the trophy, and there's two slots in the football where you can put Pop-Tarts into the trophy. It's actual Pop-Tart holders on the trophy of the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Quick question before I tell you even what teams are playing in this game. When's the last time you had a Pop-Tart? Ooh, uh... So I can't tell you the last time I've had a pop tart. Now it's it's been at least a year, but at least a year, really. Yeah, if if I, I was eating longer, if I was eating a pop tart, it's because I was I was doing something hunting hunting related. Yeah, it had to be duck hunting. Where this is my last snack I could possibly pack in my bag, and it, it was a pop tart. But it's been what flavor it, would you go with if you if you had your pick of the litter on pop tart flavors and you could only choose one? What would you go with? I'm gonna be honest. I never really ventured far past the basic strawberry flavor of okay, pop tart. With the sprinkles so, on it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Now my Frosted brother, strawberry. Yep. Yeah, my brother Tyler, he was all into the the s'mores and, yeah, and the chocolate, all, all that brown stuff. sugar is a good one too. I uh, I kept it pretty basic, pretty vanilla, because I, you know, pop tarts just full of sugar. You know, it's just not not good for you. Yeah. Um, and so I tried to steer away as much as I possibly could. So if the Duke's Mayo Bowl has a lot of mayo related content, I I would hope that the Pop Tarts Bowl does have a lot of Pop Tart related content. I'll tell you this: I couldn't answer when the last time I had a Pop Tart was, but with three girls under the age of five in my house. You know, you do a road trip here or there. You got to run by Target or Kroger or Publix, pick up some snacks. They have these mini Pop-Tarts now, and they Hmm. come in little individual bags. So you can essentially pick them out like, 
I don't know, they're about the size of a quarter. Those are pretty damn good. So just wow. word of the wise, if you're out and about and, and you have a Pop-Tarts craving, try those mini Pop-Tarts that are sold in individual packets. They're pretty good. Okay. Pop-Tarts Bowl, 545 on ESPN Thursday <laughs> afternoon. NC State versus Kansas State. So two top 25 teams, KSU, Kansas State, two and a half point favorite. I love this game. Thursday night, 14th ranked Arizona, who finished the season absolutely on fire, taking on 12th ranked Oklahoma in the Alamo Bowl. Arizona is a three-point favorite. Of course, Dylan Gabriel, he's transferring, so he will not be playing for Oklahoma. But Noah Fafita, Arizona's quarterback, just lit it up the second half of the season. Uh, That is going to be a really, really fun game to watch. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think he'll he'll light it up, and I think Arizona's hot and they're rolling. Friday, more good games. This is when you know, look. If you make it to Friday this week, you know, God bless you. You're still standing because again, you're going to wake up. You won't know what time it is. You won't know what day it is. Is it still 2023? What am I doing with my life? Noon, Clemson, Kentucky. 2 p.m., Oregon State, Notre Dame, and then 8 p.m. Friday night. I think this will be a really good game. Number nine, Mizzou against number seven, Ohio State. That's the Cotton Bowl. That's going to be a fun one to watch. I can't wait. So, look, it's bowl week. It's bowl mania. It's the best time of year. I really do think this week, it's it's no man's land, Jake. It's no man's land. You guys, though, the Washington Commanders, you'll be locked in, though. You're hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Yep, we'll be locked in. Got a big game with the 49ers coming into town. Got two home games to finish up the season. So. Yep. Um, obviously, we wish we had the ability to be playing for the playoffs, but uh, now we're going to show up and try to get it done and and try to ruin the season of yes. uh, the uh, 49ers of the Cowboys. So it'd be fun for us and got to, got to go and show up to work, baby. Got to finish the season strong. No doubt about it. Special shout out to Solomon brothers jewelers for presenting this episode of punt and pass head on over to Solomon brothers, three amazing locations for you to check out one in Buckhead 17th floor tower place, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon and a brand new location South of the city. In Peachtree City, head into head into Solomon Brothers and mention Punt and Pass or mention myself or Jake. You can get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Solomon Brothers has the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that is totally unmatched. Look what Jake's doing. He's checking out the watch selections on SolomonBrothers.com right now. If you got a little extra change in your pocket after the holiday season, it's the perfect place to spend it. Again, mention Punt and Pass. You can get off up to 10% off your jewelry purchase at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter, SolomonBrothers.com. We are at Punt and Pass on social media. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake, PuntandPass.com. Jake, anything on the way out, my man? No, man. Looking forward to these games and uh, obviously looking forward to the college football playoff games as well. Yeah, we'll have a great preview coming up for you later on this week. We'll touch on the New Year's Six games, of course, the Orange Bowl and the college football playoff semifinals, the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. It's going to be a great one. So keep it locked in right here. Have a great week, everybody. And we will talk to you on Thursday. See ya. We out. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.